Welcome to the Lauren and Dawn Show, the Olympic series. Each episode, we'll unpack the journey of an Olympian or the team behind the team, the wins, the gains, the sacrifices, and the learnings of an elite athlete at the highest level. I'm your host, Lauren Terrace. I'm an award-winning through-the-line concept specialist, which means I work on the commercial side of sports, the brands, athletes, teams, and tournaments. I'm also an NLP coach, assisting athletes and teams with goal-setting, team culture, and building mental resilience. Over to my gorgeous co-host, Dawn Dunn. Hi, I'm Dawn Dunn. I'm known as Mama Raga. I'm a rugby enthusiast and radio personality. It's been the absolute joy of my life to not only walk this rugby journey, but also to give women a much-needed voice in a sport that's so male-dominated. Marlon August is a judo Olympian, having gone to the Games twice, 2008 for South Africa in Beijing and Rio in 2016 for Mozambique. Marlon won the bronze medal for the 2008 African Championships and reached quarterfinals at the 2008 Olympics. Hi, Marlon. So good to see you again. Um, we've, you know, come across each other so many times on so many different platforms. I think this is about the third time I'm interviewing you. So, so super excited. I think what for me is just even more up than all the other shows we've done is the fact that the Olympics are on at the moment. And, you know, when I met you, I met you as an Olympian. Um, and so I am really, really impressed to see where we've been since we first met. And if I'm not mistaken, I think it was around February, March. Uh, and so much has happened since then. Um, so really, really good to see you again. Um, we really enjoy having you. Thank you for giving your time to this. Um, you know, we're excited in the fact that the Olympics are here and we are trying to you know gain a support for for our team but also for the females that are doing such amazing work um in the olympics not only for south africa but globally so um you know this is kind of their stage this is about uplifting them um giving them this platform and awareness that they deserve um so marlon i'm gonna hand over to dawny who is dying to ask you the first question hi marlon are you ready Oh uh, yeah, I am. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you um, very much, Lauren. Always enjoy um, talking to you and, and and getting your input and your insights. So thank you very much, and then, and thank you, Dawn, for having me on. I'm glad to kick this off. It's such a privilege to have you on the show, and you're so fascinating for a couple of things. But we're going to start at the beginning, Marlon, of your journey. And I'd like to know um, a little bit about you because I, my knowledge is quite rugby dominated. So I'm quite fascinated with your journey and the route that you've come along. So for me, my question to you is, tell me a little bit about judo and why judo? Awesome question, Dawn, thank you. And um, so, so why judo? You know, it's like, it's funny how things happen. It, it was just, I was kind of in, I was actually, when I was in primary school, um, my mother needed to keep me busy. So, and I was like, I loved karate. I loved everything to do with karate movies, Bruce Lee and all that stuff. And then um, we were looking for karate and didn't find it and instead found judo at school. And obviously it's the easiest place, you know, cause my mother knows I'm in one place after class, I go to, go to judo. And honestly, I did my first session and never stopped. It, it, was, it just caught me. Um, why? I think it was, 
So there's a, I think this is a, a sports thing, but for me and judo, it was the first thing that kind of switched off the rest of the world. It just disconnected me from anything else. Cause, cause the, your first lesson in judo is actually learning how to fall, which I think is a great analogy for life as, as a whole um, and, and how to protect yourself to fall in the best possible way. And um, I remember my first session just getting flung over someone's shoulder after, after um, they showed me again, this is how you break fall. Now just feel what it is like from a little bit of a height. And I was like in love. It just, from that moment, I never stopped. Wow, wow, absolutely incredible. So you started enjoying the judo, really living the judo, it, it really for you became your passion. Can you tell us a little bit about how you moved from a passion to professional to further representing South Africa? So, yeah, thanks. You, you know, when, so my mother used to use, it became such a passion that my mother used to use judo as a, as a carrot stick for me to actually go to school. <laughs> So I remember, I have a vivid memory once of just saying to her, oh, I'm so sick. I don't want to go to school today. And you know, like kids, you would, um, you would start acting up. And then my mom would say to me, Sorry, mom, you're buffering a bit. So sorry, I'll need you to say that again. Am I back? There we go. Now you're back. Yeah, you're back. Uh, I'm sorry, you buffered quite badly there. Oh, I'm I, sorry. I, I love rewind, but please rewind. <laughs> yeah, apologies for that. I think my connection, I, I just, my connection was great just now. I checked it just before I came on. Um, okay, seemed like I'm on the right network. Okay. Um, so, okay, hopefully that doesn't continue. Good. Um, so I, I'll rewind a little bit. Um, so thanks for the question. Um, where I realized that this is my passion, that this is the space that I really want to be in, um, that I love the sport so much, was once I have a vivid memory of my mother um, using it as a carrot stick to make sure I go to school. In fact, it was the only reason I went to school because I hated school so much. And my mom, had, and, and I'd actually told her one day, you know, as kids do, mom, I don't feel like going to school today. And I'm like, you know, acting all sick. And she's like, oh, really? Okay, well, um, that means no training later. And I was like, ooh, no, you know what? I do feel better. I feel all right. I think I'll manage, you know? <laughs> so I managed to get myself back in. And that was the one thing that it kind of just stuck in my head. Flip, if I don't go to school, I can't go to judo. So, so and, and that actually put me through school. If it wasn't for judo, I wouldn't have gone 
I wouldn't have actually tried to actually attend school. <laughs> um, we're, we're, we're changed, like at some point, like every sport, you go from club to province, especially in South Africa, um, to national. And then you have to go through the ranks, competitions every single weekend. And then you, 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 you rank for your, at that time, I was just in like the Transvaal um, team. And then from there, um, we, go, we, we went to South African championships. And um, man, did I get beat. I got a hiding left, right and center at the national competition. I actually only first won my first national championship when I was 18 years old. Um, that was just as I was finishing up juniors at that stage. Um, and then, and then at that, it was because they had juniors and then under 21s and then seniors. So I had just broken into the national team, the junior national team, went on my first tour and really had a taste of what it's like on a bigger stage. And yeah, from there, I, I was actually, I, I made it into the, the, the junior Olympic games. And that was like the first one, I think, in 1998 that was in, in Russia, in Moscow. So once, once I got a, a grip of that, I was like, ooh, this is what Olympics is like. And I, was, and, and I just, it just, the, the, the once, I actually had, before that, I never knew about the Olympic Games. I never knew what it was. Um, and, my, and I remember when I made the national team, or actually I made the, 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 the provincial team to go to South African championships, my coach had written in the local newspaper, which he told the, the, the reporter, that that's my dream to go to the Olympic Games. And I was like, that sounds like a good dream, whatever that is. <laughs> coach says it, yes. <laughs> so, so that's from there, just the, the Olympic dream and that whole idea of the Olympic Games just got seeded in my mind and just grew. So Marlon, on that, I mean, we went to the Olympics in 2008 for South Africa. You went to the Olympics in 2016 for Mozambique. Um, yes. Tell us, firstly, I'm going to come back to how, how that happened. Um, but more importantly, let's go to the first one you went with SA. Um, you got to the quarterfinals. What was it like to put on that green and gold jersey? What did it mean to you to get to an Olympics and and stand in front of your family that had made so many sacrifices, people along the way that made sacrifices, you who had made sacrifices, what did that mean to wear that green and gold jersey? Oh, it meant the world. Because, you know, you, 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 you try your whole life to qualify for the Olympic Games. And I had tried two times before, tried for Athens um, wait, and Sydney. So, and I fell out early in the round because you have to, you have to actually prove yourself to the, to the country as such. And then they will, and because judo is, is not really well funded, you know, they have limited funds to send people on. So you really have to perform for them to say, okay, we think you got a good opportunity to be there. Um, and so the biggest thing for me was really just to, to represent to represent my country on the biggest stage ever was like everything to me um, and, and, and and I I just really the, 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 there was a, there was okay so there was a bit of a 
let's call it a conundrum. I don't know if that's the right word. So it was like almost like the sweet and sour thing. Judo and, and South Africa compared to the rest of the world is seen as cannon fodder. We, we are perceived as, ooh, I get a South African, that's a good match, you know? No, really, that was, that was the deal. I mean, it, it still kind of is to this day, even though, even though now it's a lot, the competition's a lot tighter. Um, but then especially it was like, ooh, South African, yes. So, um, but, but what happened was, um, so it was like this thing of like our, our national level was so low compared to what's happening in Africa, compared to what's happening on the international stage. It was such a, such a big chasm um, and it still kind of is. So, um, so, so, so to represent my country was like, it was like almost, I almost took it for granted. Um, you know, because I had won national championships so many times, it was more like, you know, it's fine to get, it's fine to get the colors, but I need to get a medal and a, on a, at a big stage. And, and so it was like that little divide, but always, you know, to, to have to put on the jerseys, to have to um, represent the country and say like, that is my flag and see it go up at, at competitions was always something that you, you can't describe. No, st uh, stunning. Marlon, I mean, I'm going to hand this to Dawn afterwards. Um, if you could just give us a quick summary on how you were able and what the process is from an Olympic committee perspective with playing for one country and then playing for another country. Oh, awesome. Um, so with judo, it's, it's fairly simple. Um, you, you need to get authorization from both countries. One will have to submit and say, you know, we want this player to, to, to move over. The other one will have to have no objections with that. Then um, with both of those letters, they submit that to the International um, Judo Federation. And then they have a committee where everybody votes on it. Um, and if there's no objections, you move. It was literally, the process had taken maybe two months for me to do it because because there was really, because South Africa, the, 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 the organizing committee for the, the South African Federation and I were falling out. And um, I was at, at that time in the national team. In fact, I was selected to go to the um, Commonwealth Games um, 2014. And it was, so it was really, and it was really close on the, on the time that you needed, that we needed to um, qualify for the Olympic Games. So I was like, so we, we submitted it in time. And luckily, you know, Judah South Africa didn't have any qualms with me leaving. So it was, it was a fairly simple process. And the rest is history, as they say. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I love it, I love it, I love it. Okay, keeping with the Olympics team, um, if we look at our results this week, obviously with us as South Africans, it's been a challenging year to say the least. Um, and I think if you look at our female athletes, it's been even more challenging. So I'd like a little bit of your perspective as a male who's competed at the highest level. Can you give us some focus on the challenges that the females face at the highest level, considering in spite of that, we've had our ladies bring home 
two medals, surfing and swimming. <laughs> Silver, yeah. so very excited. It's so awesome. I really like really big ups to to female sports or and females that are doing it. Even like before, I used to. I used to not really enjoy watching females do judo, but they, but it's gotten so much better. Uh, the ladies have really like stepped up their game, um, and and even in South Africa for for I mean because I'm 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 part of Tuxa Judo Club and based in Pretoria, and and we have if we look not only at this past. Um, this past uh, um, cycle that just passed, but this one, but the one coming, we've got more females that are ready, that are in the games, that are ready to qualify for the next Olympic Games. So it's it's so awesome, um, and and really well done to the ladies that that got their medals. Um, it's really putting South Africa on the map, and and in such a big way um, as contenders. In, in what I feel is like this new evolution. Um, so, I mean I, I mean, I have to just take a moment to say well done to Michaela. Um, she, uh, Michaela, a white boy, she, she is the under 48 um, competitor for South Africa who fought, didn't win that first match because I mean, she literally fought the, the Olympic champion and, and really did a great job at it and, I, yeah, big ups to her. We are we are really taking this in a whole new light, and 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 I think this what needs to happen now is obviously more funding and just more more attention um, to to our ladies. I, I I think not. I think in in total, South Africa's really got to look at funding sport more as a whole, regardless of the code. But and and I think that was part of why we. We struggle while we're struggling so much during this COVID season because in Europe they didn't stop. They put a they bubbled their players. They and I'm speaking specifically from the judo scene. They just put everybody in a bubble. You guys are going to train. We're getting the training partners, and that's it. For Michaela, for example, she was at home for a long period of time, and then when she eventually, when we could get her up to Johannesburg with with lessened restrictions, then she could only trained by herself. Judo is not one of those sports. Um, and, and then eventually we could bring somebody else in after a lot of screening and stuff. So it was, I think like the, the our sporting um, heads, like right up to the minister, did not really think this through for elite sports and, and really say like, guys, we need to quickly get ready for the Olympic games. Everyone was just like, oh, with, you know, hands up type of thing, unlike Europe, who, wow, they, they really took this in. I mean, I know the Italian team, they immediately put a bubble, got like a whole bunch, 20, 30 players together, put an Olympic center together, and those guys, and now their results are showing. So really, that's what I think about where we're at. And Marlon, I mean, like you were saying, I mean, crazy times at this Olympics, 
crazy times. I mean, we will be interviewing Michaela later today, and I know Dawn is, is going to jump out of her seat when she sees her. So, um, you know, you and I both know I got in touch with Michaela because of you, um, you know, and then Paul, you know, she went to qualifying and got hit with COVID. So we'll definitely unpack that. Um, but, you know, we this is a this is a strange Olympics. You know, the, the village has been affected. Uh, no fans, um, no spectators. If you look at the Paralympics, you know, there's talk or I'm hoping they're going to change it. But, you know, no minders for these athletes. I'm uh, mind boggling. So, you know, it, it, it really is a different Olympics. So, uh, you know, I want to chat to you. You went Beijing. Um, you went Rio. Um, what was being in that village like for you? So we know, obviously, so much has changed there. Can't wait to ask Michaela what it was like, you know, how they room, how they do this. Can yeah. you let us know? People are always, you know, we hear these stories of, you know, party packs that are filled with condoms and, you know, all this like big rah-rah. I mean, is it like that? Like, what is it like in that village? Yeah, so, so I, I stayed away from the whole condom thing because I, I, it didn't even come into my space because you know, I, was, I, was, I was in a relationship at the time and married, especially at the Olympic at uh, Rio. So those, none of those things actually even crossed my path, funny enough. Sorry, wife. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, you get to meet so many cool people. You know what I loved about the Olympic Games is having to negotiate pins off of people. So, so um, South Africa would, or even Mozambique, they would give you like these, these pins and Mozambique were like kind of, they, they, they scrounged on the pins. So I didn't have that many. So I had to be really clever about how I could get other pins. Um, so I would, I would, and everybody would be there to trade, but I was like, no, I need to take yours. <laughs> you know, so I, 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 I found it, I took it as my mission to grab as many pins as possible, meet as many people. Um, obviously you get to meet the real superstars, you know, Serena Williams, the, the Djokovic's, the Messi's at, um, that was at, uh, um, in 2008, um, you get to meet all of those people. Um, she's, I, I was one of my, uh, my, and so weird, as I think of her name, I'm trying to remember, uh, Marta. So Marta, the, 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 the Brazilian soccer um, football striker, she was one of my heroes. I was like, when I saw her in Brazil, I was like, I need to take a photo. I need to just talk to you for a second. And it was just so happened. I was like, we were both in the hallway just as everyone's coming in. So you get to meet your heroes, which is really, really awesome. There's like games rooms. I really like the games room that was in Rio. Um, so you get to play all these awesome games, PlayStation and all these things. Um, one, one funny thing was, a friend of uh, my roommate in, in Beijing, he had he had trouble sleeping. So one day he went out to go play games and he was doing one of the basketball games. And the next thing um, was uh, a gentleman was also playing with him and they were, they were having a bit of banter. And he was like, oh, uh, is this your first Olympic games? Yes, it is. Um, this, is my, this is him asking my friend. And then my friend turned around and says, what about you? He's like, yeah, um, this is my second Olympic Games. He's like, oh, really? How did you do? He's like, I won. And then he was just like startled, you know, step, step back. Because in that space, everybody's the same, you know? And it, that is Olympic champion, American. He was an American hurdler. He is an American hurdler. And, and 
you know, you get to meet all of them and you're all on the same, same level, which is really, really, really awesome. Awesome. Donnie, do you want to take it away? Because I have so much to ask Marlon about his podcast, um, because obviously that features so many internationals. But I know Donnie's going to have some feel-good questions for you. That's what she does. That's why she's the mama. Um, Marlon, you darling man. Um, my question for you, I've already, he's already a darling. Uh, my question for you is... Um, for the youth and for athletes that are coming up, not only for judo, but just young athletes of color that want to achieve at the highest level or just young athletes across the board, male and female, what would your advice be, um, sort of two key points of things that they should take to heart to help them um, really, really get to where they want to go? That's a beautiful question. And, you know, something, so, so when, I was, when I was doing 2016, um, I knew I had a very small budget because it was self-funded. Um, and, and I was on actually an Olympic program with the IOC, but they only pay you after, not, they only pay you a portion of your money after you've spent it, so you have to submit all your all your receipts to be able to get every to get some portion of it back. So what I did was, um, well, me and my and and at the time my compatriot, we were trying to qualify together. So we'd go on the Olympic on the on the tour around Europe together. And what we found the most fascinating is to be able to play on the fact that we are African and that we're poor <laughs> and that we need help. Discounts, whatever it takes, right? But the difference is, and this is where I feel Africa, Africans and South Africans struggle, is that we carry that burden with us wherever we go. And as, as people of color, it's even easier. You know, the, the thing is we may be we may not have the money, we may not have the funding, but we can compete. And I honestly believe, if I believed in myself just that little bit more, I could have gotten further. You see the rugby team and how they believe in themselves and how they go out and win. And, and, and this is like the one message I would say, like you, you actually are the same as everybody else. There is nobody that can, it's only you, it's only us that, that needs to just believe in ourselves and just do our best every single time. Um, and like I'm saying, like I would go on tours by myself, not have any physios, but the other teams have physios, they have, they kitted. And what I would do is I'd make friends with the physio so that I could be like, you know, I'm a bit sore, <laughs> you know, because these training camps are grueling. So if you can get in with the doctors and do whatever it takes to get your goal and you deserve it. You deserve it because you're there. Nobody else is in that position. So it doesn't matter how you get there, um, especially in South Africa with affirmative action type rulings, all, all that stuff is nonsense. At the end of the day, you're there. So be your best, do your best because you deserve to be there. And I think that is one of the things that I, I learned and the one message that I'd really love to to, to share with, with, with other younger up and coming players. Be, just be you, you, you deserve it. You deserve to be there. 
Yeah, you are enough. You're good enough. 100%. I love that. Thank you. I really love that. And so Marlon, oh, carry on, laugh. Go, Donny. So Marlon, we are getting almost like we're at the Grammy Awards with that noise from our producer, basically saying. <laughs> wrap it up, wrap it up, wrap it up. So Marlon, without a doubt, um, this is a new series for Dawn and myself. It's going to be carrying on way into the future. So I have no doubt that we are going to have you back on our stage again. So many questions we haven't got through. I just want to give a shout out to you before we end. Um, you've got a podcast yourself called Chat with Olympians. Um, please send, you know, all your inserts onto Dawn and myself. Tag us on our different Instagram platforms. We would love to share if we want to be part of it and we want to have you back and and possibly have you back with some of these olympians too and have a four-way kind of conversation so thank you yeah. thank you so much for your time i'm gonna let dawn have the final words i can hear that music getting louder and louder and louder and louder wonder we are turning this off we are turning it off over to dawn marlon i've just absolutely loved talking to you this morning i think you're incredible thank you i want to spend more time with you digging around in that beautiful brain i think we have a lot to talk about about solutions moving forward and how we can help young athletes and let's start a movement i think you're amazing keep safe god bless you and I promise you, Lauren and I will be stalking you soon. <laughs> oh, awesome. No, thank you very much for the time. Thank you very much for the questions. And I love what you guys are doing. So um, definitely anything I can do to, to help put that one step forward will definitely do. So thank you so much. Awesome. Ciao, Marlon. Big kiss. Bye. Thanks for joining the Lauren and Dawn show, the Olympic series. Hope you enjoyed. Please leave us a review as we would love to hear from you. And we welcome your suggestions for future guests and topics in the world of elite sports. Catch new episodes weekly on a Thursday from 1pm GMT plus 2. Till then, goodbye from us.